welcome to this, the Christmas edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your secret Santa, amigo Aaron, joined by a man who, much like myself, enjoys spending this holiday season deep inside a seedy bar. I give you the Brent. Cheers, everyone. Uh, welcome to a holiday spectacular with actual no mention of the holiday in any way. <laughs> but it should be a good time, Brent. How are you feeling about this week's interesting category? It's a little thing we like to call, bam, pub games. Yeah, pub I, games, Brent. I haven't been to bars. I mean, back in my college day, mm-hmm. I lived beside a bar. Like, literally, not like down the block. Not like, uh, you know, around the corner. It was the house I lived in. And then a bar. So I spent a lot of time in a bar during my college years, which probably explains a lot. You know, I think this is a category long overdue. I've been wanting, I've been wanting to dabble in this because the the, uh, the computers, the consoles, they do have uh, some games that have that came straight out of the pub scene. Uh, I'd say, would you say that the pub scene is more of a in terms of games? That's a bigger deal over overseas than it is here, wouldn't you say? No. Why would you really? say that? Well, how often do you go to a bar here and, and play games? Every, when I live beside a bar, literally every day. What would you play? We'd play darts, we'd play foosball, and we'd play pool. Those are the basic American games. That's correct, yeah. Right. And occasionally now, uh, we'd play cards. Right, right. Uh, you've got a few others that would come from overseas uh, including like uh, uh, billiards, you know, it's they, they or oh, or uh, <laughs> what's that? That's pool. Well, no, I mean, no, no. There's that's a separate thing. And you've also got uh, what about the old? Uh, uh, f- you 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 were a foosball guy. That's a game I could ever get into. And I, I don't see those in bars that much anymore. Stuff like foosball, air hockey, stuff that takes up space. Most of the bars and clubs I went to, they had zero games. I, Every I'm once sure in a while, because you went to crap bars. Well, <laughs> that's true. maybe true. All I'm saying is we didn't do much game plan. And usually when you went back to play some pool, they had one of those CD coin operated pool tables. You had to go up to the bar to get the cues. The cues were all bent up and nasty. You put your quarters in and the balls would get stuck in that thing. The table was all slanted and crap. No, no fun. Yeah, if you went see- to a proper... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we we didn't have that. Uh, our our the sticks were all out uh, for everyone. Uh, our bar, the I say our bar. This is the bar I went to when I was in college. It had a a bar section up front with tables and booths, and of course the big old bar. And then there was a a doorway that you'd go through, and they had more booths back there, like overflow seating, if nothing else. Yeah. And they had uh, two pool tables, a foosball table. Uh, a, a an electronic dartboard, a uh, uh, I'm trying to think. They had two arcade games that they swapped out every once in a while, and that's where people would go and usually would go and drink if they were wanting if they were with other people and wanting to play games and whatnot. Um, and all of our, the equipment was decent shape. Uh, no one stole stuff, so. It, it was a it was a respected bar, I guess you would say. That's an unusual bar because most of the places I went were not like that. Yeah, you, you know, uh, along the tradition of of going to your pub and playing and playing games like that, I talked to some people on Discord to get their opinions on what their favorite 
pub game type video games were uh, just to see what just to, to uh, touch the nerve there. Uh, one of the ones that came up immediately was the old tapper, which I think is uh, fits a bar perfectly. And you would actually see those at a bar back in the day. Occasionally, uh, a lot of times when I went to bars later on, they had these uh, bar top games that did like trivia and stuff. Do you remember those? Yeah. Now, trivia was one thing our bar never did because usually you have to have... Now, you can have electronic trivia and, and you could uh, do that without someone emceeing it. But the trivia nights we did have at the bar, which were very uh, few and far between, they had someone emceeing it, would ask the questions to the bar, and people would have sheets of paper. They would write down their answers. And then uh, tournament at the end of the night, they'd score it up. Usually the winner would get something, a free meal or whatever. The good thing about those bar-topped video games, in fact, we owned one of these briefly. Uh, yep. it, I don't think we were going to. Do you remember what the, what type that was? I can't remember off the top of my head. And uh, not just off, not just off but, the top uh, of my head. But they were generic as heck, and they were everywhere. And uh, they, you could play a bunch of different games. And the, the best part is, since it was sitting up at the bar, you could just keep drinking, and you don't have to talk to anybody, and you could just be basically be a complete loner and set up there, like, like, which is generally what happened. You didn't see usually a crowd of people huddled around those uh, things. Of course, you know, if, if you're doing that at a bar, you're kind of missing the point. Well, it depends on why you're at the bar. Some people come to the bar to socialize. Some people come to the bar to be seen, and some people come to the bar just to drink until their brain explodes. And that's that. Those are the ones that sit up there and play the game. Some people just sit at the bar and drink and just put their head down on the bar. That's Those yeah. are the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost done. You know, my bar hopping days are far, far behind me. Uh, but I've been to a million different ones. And like I said, I could tell early on that the, that the games were just being phased out. And a lot of games, even when I used to go to pool halls, uh, if, you, know, you know, we covered Schnooka on the, uh, on the Amigos uh, back in the day. And that's something I actually, we had a couple, I remember going to a couple of different pool halls that had the, the table set up for snooker. Uh, and I haven't seen one of those for decades. So I'd say that one's pretty much totally gone. Yeah, I, I've never seen that over here in the States. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, uh, pool halls used to have, you, people used to play that here, but it's, it's one of those things that have left. I just don't think people go out to bars anymore to, uh, I mean, uh, you've got, you know, the, the rise of the, of the arcade bars. Yeah. That the sort arcades. of. Yeah, yeah. And those, which, hey, I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it's a different vibe than you would get in a traditional pub, wouldn't you say? Uh, Yes. And I think that's different in a good way. Uh, we actually have a barcade. We've been to a couple times. Uh, fairly close. It's about 30 minutes away. Um, and usually people are very jovial. You don't get the head down on the bar guy. Um and, and people are running around, they're playing and, and and having a good time. There's a lot of screaming and laughing. Uh, one thing that's odd, though, is there's a lot of kids in there, like a, a, a non-drinking age kids. And uh, apparently that's something they allow until a certain point in the night when I guess. That's it, no good. Yeah. That's a, that's uh, a and, horrible idea. Do they still serve and, booze while the kids are in there? Yeah. What? The, yeah. What's what that is Applebee's? So well, no. you got a point there. I never thought of it that way, <laughs> but that, that that doesn't seem it doesn't seem right. I will say, when I went to a bar back in the day, this was a seedy, smoky affair. It was a lot like wrestling. It was a most bars I went to were dimly lit. They were filled with c cigarette and cigar smoke, and people were just were drinking, having a good time. 
they, there was the whole there was an older it was an older scene that a barcade would be uh, with people that were drinking that were you know in your, in your 40s and 50s where I would I would wager that your barcade scene your demographics are going to skew quite a bit lower. Well, this barcade's in a college town, so you get college people. Well, there you go. That makes sense why they built that sucker. Well, with all that said, uh, it was our task this week to look at the uh, uh, wide array of games that were based on things you might do at a pub and pick a couple winners here, uh, Brent. And we're going to start with you uh, this week because I will say I was surprised by your choice, an interesting choice. Uh, Why don't you tell the folks what you've gotten yourself into Mm. this week? I chose electronic table soccer for the Odyssey 2. And I, as soon as this was spun, I, I thought to myself, I'm doing a foosball game. Uh, I played foosball back in college. We used to play tournaments. Uh, I, I mean, I'm talking 16-team tournaments, usually between the different fraternities. And uh, I was an alternate for our fraternity. I wasn't good enough to make the main team, but I, I was fourth on the roster. And uh, I learned how to do so much with a foosball table. We had a foosball table, not, not only in the bar beside us, uh, but also in our fraternity house. We played a lot of foosball. And foosball is a very interesting game. And if you are good at foosball and you can make the ball do what you want, uh, it's a very entertaining game. If you aren't good at foosball or you only play it once or twice and you're just spinning your guys as fast as you can, hoping something good happens, it's a stupid game. (laughs) That's me Uh, right there. And I will have to say, electronic table soccer for the Odyssey 2 simulates foosball in a way I was very surprised that it did. Um, I went like, I, I, I searched long and hard for a foosball game uh, for the uh, retro systems. There are nearly none. I thought for sure that the Atari had one. It does not. It is actually a modern uh, game that someone is making currently and they haven't worked on it for you know eight or so years so i went to a more modern system looking for different foosball games and this is literally the only one up to like uh the ps3 and the wii so this is it and it wasn't until i started playing this that i kind of understood why uh foosball normally you have uh more rows of men than you do on the Odyssey version. And at first I thought they limited it due to the limitations of the system, but that's not what they did it for. It was the limitation of the controls. Electronic Table Soccer plays has one of the most interesting control schemes that does something that I never thought possible, and it makes you think about the controls even as you're playing. The way it works is you have three rows of men that you control. You've got your back goalie, your middle three, and your front two. And to control them, you either hold left on the controller, which would allow you to operate your goalie. And to move him up and down, you move diagonal left up and diagonal left down. And... If you want to control your center guys, you just move up and down. And if you want to control your front two, you hold right and go right up and right down. That is genius. It is absolutely genius because it allows you 
to pass the ball on your own line while you're moving up and down. That is something that is vitally important to actual foosball. If you're just spinning your sticks around, it's not a big deal. But when you're playing actual foosball the way you're supposed to, the way more professional people play it, uh, skilled people, I should say, uh, passing between your men in the same line is vitally important. And this allows that to happen. Um, Also, if you aren't controlling, if you aren't moving a set of men up and down, which means you wouldn't have your hand on the control rod uh, in real-life foosball, it bounces off your guy instead of being caught by it. And that is super interesting because that is something that happens in foosball all the time. Uh, You try to make a pass and you can't get to the control rod next to it in time, and then it just bounces off your guy. So it the level of control in such a simple game is absolutely extraordinary. It is one of the best examples of innovative and creative controls with a joystick that I have ever seen. <clears throat> and that, among everything else, impressed me enough to actually want to own this game. So I'm actually going to buy this for our Odyssey. That's right. This is the first game, I think, ever in ARG history that I was so impressed with the game that I'm going to seek it out and purchase it. It must be what, good because What was your cheap. opinion? What was well, your opinion on this game? I will say, <laughs> when you picked this, I, without me looking at it, just by the name, I'm like Electronic Table Soccer. What the heck is this? Well, And then it, the, second, the second I loaded it up, I'm like, all right, I got it. Yeah, uh, it, uh, table soccer is what it's called uh, over in Europe, and, yeah. and where we're more accustomed to hear it be called foosball. I read that this has many, many names. Uh, yeah, it does. So, so, it does. And uh, when this was released with a video pack, it was released under a different uh, under a different theme. This, hey, listen, this absolutely fits the bill of, of what we're doing here. Uh, I'm surprised that this isn't something. I mean, listening to you, and it's funny. I don't remember seeing a video game version of this. I have to say, uh, and uh, this. The, I mean, yes, the controls are wacky. I had a heck of a time. They're awesome. I had, to, I had to look up how they work. Thankfully, I found one place that listed what the how they work, and even then, it was hard. But, you know, I, honestly, I suck at foosball. I'm no good. All right, so I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I mean, I thought this was. I mean. It, this does a pretty good job of simulating foosball in it a weird does an way. Excellent job using it does the an excellent uh, job of skilled foosball. Yeah, and it does it in the patented Odyssey two way with the little guys, the big, the big, you know, semi round ball. We've seen it in a bunch of games, uh, but this is this is not bad. I do want to mention that the uh, much like all the Odyssey games, or most of them, the the uh, the box art's the bomb. It looks, it just looks great. Odyssey 2 games are the best-looking carts almost exclusively. I mean, they are the best. Beautiful, they black, go above sleek. Beyond, yeah. They sure do. Uh, and uh, it's funny because I've, I've got the multi-cart for the Odyssey. Our Odyssey's keyboard's not working right now, so I can't, I've got to f- fix it, so I had to emulate this. But uh, uh, this is – would I go back and play this? No. But it's not because it's not good. It's just, I'm not good at foosball. But I mean, yeah, I think this plays a pretty decent game of foosball, all things considered. Uh, and uh, the fact that they would even attempt this is stunning. I believe the guy that programmed this 
is the official guy that programmed like a ton of, of Odyssey 2 games. I believe you're correct, yeah. And uh, he had a good feeling for what the for what the Odyssey 2 could pull off, mm. you know. Uh, but uh, this is one, this is a, a problem if you're into foosball. Now, I, it's funny, you're saying that, you're telling me that all the different consoles all over the years and you never found any other foosballs? That's correct. That is stunning to me. I was it's waiting because for some, of the controls. I was waiting had, for someone in the chat to, to say, like, hey, what about this? Because they almost always do when you say something like that. And no one said, hey, what about this? Which leads me to believe that you may be right. <laughs> uh, a few a few other things to note. When you uh, move the ball downfield, you actually press the button. You hold the button. And then you are free to move to shoot it either diagonally up, diagonally down, or straight. So it gives you even that kind of control. And the spinning motion, when you actually do kick the ball, serves a purpose. Uh, It makes it so you can't immediately move that row. So if it gets kicked right back to you, you, you can't catch it. So... While well, normally in, in a skilled foosball player would never spin their rod, uh, it does serve a purpose in this, so I, it's very easy to overlook. Uh, this is a one- or two-player game, and the skill level of the computer I, I, I found very adequate. Uh, I, I was surprised never... that it had two players, or one. I was surprised <laughs> it had one-player support. I was stunned yeah. by that. And, and I'll have to say, the I never found like the sweet spot where you could always score or, you know, you could always get your pass through. Uh, and it's not unfair either. The, the computer doesn't cheat. If it couldn't normally catch a ball, uh, it doesn't catch the ball. It not, it bounces off their guy. Um, it's you play to best of first to 10, uh, which is long for a foosball game. Normally you play uh, uh, best of seven, uh, first to seven. Uh, but again, these are all so little, you know, little knocks on the game that it, it doesn't even, it's not even worth mentioning. If you are a foosball player uh, and you are a retro uh, gaming enthusiast, which I, I'm going to guess those two do not overlap very often, <laughs> but if that describes you, you owe it to yourself right now to go and, and find this game and play it because. If you take the time to learn the controls and learn that you can, you know, you can bounce it off the walls, you can bounce it off your other guys, you can deflect shots in. All of that's very valid and uh, incredibly uh, fulfilling when you pull it off and, and just a complete joy to play. You know, I want to mention, since we talked about it, the, the guy that programmed his name, his name is Ed uh, Averett. He he literally programmed the majority of the Odyssey two games. Yeah, to go down, yeah. To go down the list of some of the ones he did, he did Attack of the Time mm-hmm. Lord. He did both the Casey Munchkin games. He did Pickaxe Pete. He did Quest for the Rings. Brent. Uh, he did uh, he did almost all the big titles on the O two, with a few exceptions. This guy was a, a prolific uh, a programmer for the O two. I believe he was just a Magnavox employee, as I recall, or maybe they. I can't remember if they. Uh, if he got picked up on spec work or whatever, I mean, this guy cranked out the Odyssey two stuff, and I mean, he did some good stuff. And so you got to, and this is something that's pretty. This is something that uh, just because you're a good programmer doesn't necessarily mean you can pull this one off because this is going to have to take somebody that knows what they're doing. So one would assume this guy probably played himself some foosball. Well, well, I would and, wager. And even beyond that, 
uh, like I said, overcoming the control scheme on this uh, to be able to control <clears> your guys <throat> while you while one person has the ball, you control your other guys to get them set up. Sure, it's sheer genius, Aaron. It's sheer genius, uh, and, and obviously. This guy knows what he's doing from a de- from a design standpoint and a programming standpoint, and that is so rare. I mean, it was way more uh, uh, capable of that kind of thing back in the day. But yeah. holy cow, thumbs up to this! I believe we had a Discord review on this, Aaron. Do you? We sure did. Pull it up there. We did get a review here from our good buddy Jack Flack. Jack writes, "I'm dating myself here by saying that I got and played this game when it was new." The fact that That's the players impressive. had, oh yeah, no kidding, he is dating himself. The fact that the players had heads, arms, and legs put it above Video Olympics and similar games on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Surprisingly, the controls work well. Just make sure you use a stick with easy to reach diagonals. I wish yeah. there had been a vertical line to connect the players and make it look more like actual foosball. The AI is passable in one-player mode, but like many games from the era, are more fun with a friend. This game was uh, this game was more fun when I didn't own a car and had never played real foosball. Six out of ten. So <laughs> I, can, I think I can six out of ten. Going. I think I six out of ten is, is low. Yeah, there you uh, go. I, I think this is at least an eight. And if you're just looking for a a retro foosball game, well, that's the only thing you can do. This is, it's a it's an instant ten out of ten. Uh, again, personally. I think you have to play this game just to experience the controls. Uh, just understand going in that it does take some getting used to. And if you don't, if you're just going to play it for ten minutes, don't even load it up. But if you you're go. willing to give it a half an hour, uh, you're going to be playing it for three hours. So there I you agree. Go. I will you fetch your bag. So good, good work, Brent. I have to say that you picked the one there that I, I didn't expect. So I'll give you credit on that one. So <clears throat> when I heard we were doing pub games, Brent. There was only one game that I, that I could do. Uh, this is a game I actually started doing a look at years ago on Amiga's channel. And uh, I, I, we had this slated to review on the Amigos, but Boat was uh, worried about its more risque content uh, and sort of vetoed it. But it's always been in the back of my head here. I'm like, man, one of these days, I'm going to pull this sucker out. And today's the day, my friends, because risque is my business. Uh, here on ARG, uh, and this is a game that I think is not that risque, frankly. But still, there you go. We're going to talk about good old-fashioned bar games, Brent. Bar games. Yeah. A uh, <clears throat> a game, and I've looked at the Amiga version, but the DOS version is very similar. So uh, this game, uh, released in 1990, uh, it was published by Accolade, developed by uh, Aris Tech, who really only did one other game on the Amiga, Day of the Viper. This is the Viper. Remember that G.I. Joe? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's what the all-time great. your vendors. <laughs> that's one of the all-time great G.I. Joe cartoons. Uh, this came on two discs and allowed four players, Brent, to compete in a series of games that would uh, sometimes, so some of the games would appear at a bar, and some of the games are the actual bar, for all intents and purposes. Uh, yeah. Making this a true game that that is a bar game or a pub game, uh, you know the game series were very popular uh, series. You know uh, the uh, winter games and summer games, and so why not have bar games? Which of course uh, this is coming out from Accolade. Uh, this was their effort in the game series, although it's not really related. So 
what do you do in this game? Well, again, you play games or that take place in a bar. There are five mini games because that's the way they used to do it back in the day with these games. You had to have the mini games, Brent. Uh, you get the first game on the list uh, is a game called Liar's Dice. Now, Liar's Dice, you play with the bartender, and it's a it's a game sort of like a, a poker or something. You, you place bets, and you you each have five dice. And the, what you're doing in this game is you're both rolling dice. And let's say uh, I get, for example, if you look at the screen, you get two sixes there. You're the, Remember, the bartender also rolled dice in secret, so you don't know what she's got. And you're guessing, you're trying to guess how many of a certain number of dice there are. And you keep upping that bet to hope that she either folds and gives you the money or she calls you and you're right. Uh, the one thing you don't want to do is over or underestimate the number of dice. It, I, this game used to baffle me because I was trying to read too much into it. But it's the simplest, stupidest game there is, Brent. Uh, and it's it's sort of fun. I kind of like Liar's Dice. Uh, you're going to notice that going through bar games, the aesthetic, the graphics, stuff, they're all well done. They they look nice. They look like you're sort of almost like a traditional bar, like Cheers, the old TV show. It's what it reminds me of. Uh, what did you think of this little section here, Liar's Dice, as a, as a mini game? It stinks. It what? stinks. It stinks. No, it now, doesn't. Uh, I I don't enjoy this. It, you're right. It is a it, it's a uh, completely luck based game. Uh, if you're playing this in real life, you try to read the person, and they try to simulate that by having you be able to read the bartender's thoughts. Uh, but the th- problem is, is the bartender's thoughts aren't always right. So you're basically just uh, luck. It's basically luck from beginning to end. Well, it's there's bluffing involved too. I, I, How can you bluff an AI? You can. Oh, you can bluff them. But I think I like this game. I don't think it's luck. I can, I'm always done pretty well at this once I learned, learned what I was doing because it's not that hard. If you roll two or three sixes, you can guess that they've probably got at least one six. So you're playing the percentages here. It's just like gambling of any type. You just try to play the percentages and do your best. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I should mention that since this uh, bar game supports four players, you can even do a little tournament of uh, of Liar's Dice if you want. Uh, I like Liar's Dice. It's a simple game that uh, is uh, something I can see it playing at a bar. I will uh, say this: I've never seen this played in any bar. But <laughs> no, you would never ever play this in a bar. <laughs> no. Never. But still, by God, it's it's on there. So now that's Liar's Dice. So the next mini game, probably the most controversial mini game. I'm going to be very clever with my editing here. This is Wet and Wild. This is probably the best game uh, of all these, where it's a wet t-shirt contest, but it's the most extravagant wet t-shirt contest ever put on stage, where you it's your job to dump water on the girls as they walk across the stage, and you try to soak them as much as you can. That's the goal. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, they make it easy at first uh, to soak. Let me just dump the buckets. But then eventually a spotlight starts coming up. If you dump the bucket while the spotlight's on you, you get electrocuted. And then eventually some chick will show up at the top and just start dumping your buckets. And so once you if you dump a bucket with water in it, that's a bucket you don't get to use. So that so you get hosed. And eventually there's a guy that appears up in the above you in the uh, video in the area where they show the girls that drops weights on you. Ten ton like a one ton weights and dumbbells and stuff. They try to whack you with those. So it gets quite manic at the end as you're running back and forth trying to soak the girls. There's a bunch of different girls to soak. 
each one more uh, attractive and more risque as the, as the game goes on, Brent. Uh, and uh, it, I found this one entertaining. Uh, I, I, it's I've always enjoyed it as as a young guy. You can there's a titillation involved, I guess, in this. But I mean, really, if this is what if if this is what does it for you, you really do need to go to an actual bar because this is in terms of uh, of riskiness. This is not that bad. Certainly not by today's uh, standards. What is your opinion here on Wet and Wild, Brent? This is the most game game there is. Yeah, uh, and it's regardless of uh, the revealing nature of the concept, it's the most entertaining game part. Now that said, it's still just not great. Yeah. So there you go. I, I like this one personally. It's I, I, this is my favorite of the, of the bunch. So we're going to move on to, this is another one here. This was called Last Call. So Last Call uh, is a game where they saw what Tapper did, and they're like, we can make that convoluted and complicated, and we can take care of that, and that's what they did. They split, they basically pictured Tapper, except instead of one long bar, you've got a bar that extends in levels above you. Like, uh, uh, I guess it's all the same bar, but they've just split it up so you can see the whole bar on one screen. Well, what does that mean? You're serving drinks to customers, and you're serving drinks to customers uh, who are on different levels of the bar. And so you have to hold your throw-the-cup thing more to get them further down the bar. Uh, Eventually, as you get higher into the levels of this, there's a little gauge at the bottom of the screen that helps you measure how far you need to throw the cup. And eventually, you start losing the little guidelines in the in the in the gauge, so you don't know exactly. You can't go by guidelines anymore. Of how strongly to pitch the the drink down the bar. Uh, you do this for uh, I think it's five nights as the bartender, and your goal is just there's a certain quota of beer you have to serve, and there's a timer. So it this gets another one that gets hot and, and frantic. I didn't like this one at first, but as I've played it over the years and gotten better at it, I've enjoyed it more. It's an interesting take on the tapper uh, game. Uh, it's uh, is it better than Tapper? No, but it is different, and it uh, it's tough. This is probably the tough one of the tougher games in the collection uh, because that your you you have to get these uh, throws of the mug perfect. If it's slightly off, these things will uh, fly up in the air, and if it's just barely undershot, these patrons, these jerk patrons, they won't move a muscle to get that booze. They will just let that thing drift right in front of them and fall on the floor, and they won't do nothing. So you've you've got a bar full of jerks. That's for darn sure. But I thought this was an okay game. It's a little different. If you like Tapper and you want something else, this is probably the game for you. What would you think of this one, Brent? Uh, this is probably the second most <clears throat> game-like game there is. Yeah. Um, it, it's okay. Uh, like you said, you're you're basically you're just seeing where the patron is that is next up to get a drink, and you are uh, just looking at at the meter at the bottom to judge how far to throw it. And unfortunately, if there was more to it, if there was more to pouring the beer, because pouring the beer is automatic, so you are literally just watching the gauge at the bottom every single time, uh, which when you boil down the mechanics is it, it sucks. Uh, you, you do have to note that some of the patrons that are closer in line, uh, will try to reach their hand out and, and grab a beer that's meant for someone else. 
uh, and then they'll knock it over. So you'll have to throw it again. You do have a limited number of beer glasses, uh, which so if you break too many, you will uh, you, you'll you can lose that way. Get um, fired. <laughs> it, 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 it's OK. It's OK. That's this one. This one grew okay. on me. It grew on me. I like it more than I did. Uh, when I first came across it, having played Tapper, I thought, man, this is nowhere near as good as Tapper. But this is still fun, and it does. it is unique enough to be its own thing. The problem uh, is this is repetitive. Being well, repetitive it gets, is its job. A lot of the games in this collection, what they count on is that the, raising the stakes, making it quicker and more mantic, the more action will sustain the game further. And I think, I think it does to a certain degree. So I, I kind of dig that one. So next on the list, another traditional game you would play at a bar, the old air hockey table, Brent. Uh, this game pits you in, in an air hockey uh, battle. I believe you fight uh, four different, it might be five different characters on, on your way to uh, air hockey championship. Yeah, it's four, four characters. You've got Clyde the Geek, Nina, Willard, and Barbie. Uh, this is just your straight-up traditional no frills air hockey. <clears throat> it's not. It's not the worst. It's not the best. It says okay. Uh, uh, it, that's just the way it is. Uh, I like it though. It's. Uh, it looks pretty good. It plays okay. Uh, but there's not a whole lot to say about it. What do you? What do you think about air hockey? I, I I played the DOS version of this. I thought we were playing the DOS version. So the pause between goals when the uh, so someone scores a goal and the puck appears back on the table. <clears throat> the pause between when the puck appears on the table and the action actually starts back up is six seconds. Six seconds where you're just sitting there wishing you were dead. It completely <laughs> kills the flow of the game, uh, which is 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 is, is, is subpar anyway. When you say no frills, you ain't kidding. The table is super long, but not super wide. Uh, and you, is it air hockey? I mean, I guess, but you have, when you hit the button, it shoves your, your puck forward. Uh, so you can get a little bit of extra power that way. I did not like this. And you have <clears throat> to beat all the opponents twice, which means you're playing the same guy for like, 10 minutes, even if you just score all the goals continuously. Nah. Now, yeah, this is I mean, a it's, really bad representation of air hockey. Well, I don't think it's that bad, but it's not, uh, it's nothing to write home about. I'll give you that, but it's okay. It's, it's not that bad. So last on, and, and certainly most interesting, I think in terms of its wackiness uh, is your last, is your last effort. And this is the old game that you play in every bar is pickup artist, pickup artist, uh, is a game where you're trying to pick up a date effectively through a series of questions. Uh, and uh, the uh, each girl has different, uh, different things you need to tell her to try to advance your advances, if you will. Uh, the, uh, uh, this is the, is the goofiest part of the entire game. But I will say this, this is the one game in this entire uh, package that actually happens in every bar. <laughs> it's the only one, and it's the it's the game of the pickup. Uh, there are supposed to be tells that I've read that will help you determine what you should talk to the girls about. Uh, but uh, uh, if you boil it down, it's a series of lies 
that you tell <laughs> most of them, I mean, they're literal lies. You just make up, you know, you may tell her that you're a Marine biologist. You could be a minor league pitcher, whatever it takes. Uh, you're going to, you're going to lie your way in. And eventually uh, a girl will talk to you. You can give her a flower. And ultimately, if you can pull it off uh, and, and convince a girl that you're the bomb, uh, she will go with you and have a night on the beach. It's a G-rated night. Uh, there is no nudity or anything in this section either. Really, like I said, this game has that rep of being super body, but in actuality, this is far less body than, say, a Leisure Suit Larry or, or something. I mean, there's really not that much body in it. But this, I will say, this is one of the wackier parts of the game. You spend a whole week trying to seduce a lovely lady at the bar. Uh, Brent, what did you think of the pickup artist? Well, see, you forgot the, the biggest problem with this. Okay. Your your when you're picking your choice, it's actually you don't just press up and down and choose whatever you want. It bounces around randomly, and you have to time it. Well, that that is, but I mean, it it no, starts off slow. That makes it stupid. Well, it, it's stupid. That's what does it, eh? This <laughs> this the whole game overall is stupid. But <laughs> when you when you want to pick out. Man, what's the dumbest game on here? Bam, you're looking at it. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with its, oh, that's sexist, blah, blah, blah. No. no. It, it has everything to do with the whole thing is you're trying to pick up on these clues and, and follow your own lie. But you can't do that because the cursor's just bouncing around all over the place and you don't get anywhere. Stupid. W one would assume that that was added to make this more of a game. Because if you play this once, effectively, you can pretty much just, and, and you're successful, you can pretty much just go through it every time. So at least they, this gives there, there's a certain element of skill involved as the cursor bounces around. But yes, it is stupid. Stupid. It's, it's a, this game, I, part of me likes this just because it's so stupid. I mean, and it, it does fit the collection in, in a weird way. It's got great graphics. The, everything looks nice. But, it is a, in terms of gameplay, it's incredibly stupid. So <laughs> there you go. But it is funny. It fits It fits the collection, I think, uh, very, very nicely. If so someone that, has this loaded up, I highly encourage everyone to go and, and play each of the games once, except for air hockey, because that takes forever and it's horrible. It does uh, take forever. <clears throat> just to say, yeah, I played that and it is crap, but don't go out of your way for this game. Don't purchase it. Don't think, oh, that's clever. It none of it's clever. It's a it's a collection of five mini games that are crap. And well, I don't do agree with that. Allow me, if I may, to to defend bar games. You can't because I'm not done hating on it. Oh well, yeah, I'm defending it right now. So listen, bar games a great. When I was a kid and picked this up, I was very impressed. I felt like a big man because I was a kid that had a, that had this more adult game. But it's not too adult, and the games in it are pretty fun. I think Liar's Dice is a is a hidden gem. I really do. I think the t wet t shirt contest is fun. Uh, the the uh, the bar serving game is pretty good. Air hockey, I'll grant you, it's not the best, and it's long. And the pickup artist is hilarious, but stupid uh, overall. But this was still a fun collection, and I thought they tried to do some different things here. I always wonder why they didn't have a sequel to this because there were so many other bar games you could play, uh, but uh, they never did come out with one. I think this was a pretty good seller as well. So 
one would wonder. I was also surprised this didn't get released on more systems. I, I couldn't figure that out either. Uh, but I think it's a fun, it's innocent fun uh, for for a boy or girl to set the house right as the, on the cusp of manhood. I remember having a good time playing this when I was a teenager. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think it's one of those games where you had to be there back in the day, Brent, to appreciate it. Uh, maybe it doesn't age so good now. No. If you want a game, <clears throat> this is not. Uh, this is a horrible game. If you want some kind of I'm a man simulator, there are better I'm a man simulators out there. Go play a Leisure Shoot Larry. Go play a, uh, uh, oh gosh, I, I guess Leisure Shoot Larry is really the the. the, the but this has the nothing crop. to do with Leisure Shoot Larry. This is a bar. Is your games bar games? No, these aren't games. It's a collection of crap. Liar's Dice, absolute crap. No. Because the whole point of Liar's Dice, if you're playing it in real life, is to bluff. You can't bluff an AI, okay? Uh, you so can. it's crap. You can. <clears throat> the wet t-shirt contest is the only game in here that actually requires uh, uh, using your controller to time certain events while dodging other obstacles. Okay, that's a game. That is okay, okay? Air hockey uh, it is so slow and so tedious, you'll want to just choke yourself to death. If you're watching the video now, this is how exciting it is. When the puck gets stuck in the middle of the table and you just sit there waiting an hour for it to exactly. move. Exactly. If you, the, the pickup line thing at, at the end, uh, you could at least, if, if you actually chose what you wanted to do, you could actually kind of make that interesting trying to figure out the story that you're trying to tell. But with it, the cursor just randomly popping around, and it doesn't even go in an order. If it just went one, two, three, one, two, three, and you had to time it, that'd be okay. But it doesn't. It just randomly jumps around. Crap. I can't even what is What am I forgetting, Aaron? Oh, the, the beer toss game. It's okay as an actual game. But at the end of the night, all you're doing is watching a little bar fill up over and over. It's just one button hold, and then you let go. One button hold, and you let go. These aren't games, Aaron. These are distractions. Nah, nah, nah. I think you're being too hard on this game. I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's something you should definitely experience, and it's certainly unique. We had a uh, we had a, a review sent in on by Flack on this one. Flack writes, you know that party game kids play where they sit around in a circle, whisper something into each other's ear, and by the time it gets around the circle, the message is all weird and distorted. Bar game feels like that. Like the person who started the message had visited a bar once, whispered what it was like to 10 people, and the guy at the end of the chain programmed this game. Have you been to a bar where you played dice with the bartender or asked to pour buckets of water on rejects from flash dance walking across the stage? The only realistic part of bar games is the pickup game, in which you have to repeatedly guess what you think hot women want you to say, and most of the time what you're saying is wrong. There's only one bar game in real life, and that's drinking enough watered-down beer to make the ladies attractive, but not too much so you still can drive home. When the happiest guy in the bar is a bow-tie-wearing nerd hanging out at the hockey table, it's time to find the new bar. Five out of ten. That was sort of a burial uh, by <laughs> Flack. Yeah. <clears throat> but... <laughs> I mean, he sort of killed the game right there. I think, I think, I think it's a, a, a fun game that I've always enjoyed. Please go patronize your local bar 
and play some games. Well, I think not that's, right now. That's don't the message right we're now. trying to put out. Go, go right no, now. No, You're going to need a stiff drink after this show. No, <laughs> don't go. It does, don't don't take your pandemic butt to the bar. That's oh, yeah. Idea. I forgot about the pandemic. Dead gummit. Well, that's that, that that means bar games is more important now than it's ever been. It makes you feel like you're sitting at the bar. Here, here's a better way to feel like you're sitting at the bar. Go get yourself a nice beer, turn off all the lights, start crying, and then go and have yourself a nice drink. You know, that's a good lead-in, because that's exactly what I do when I put new pieces on the wheel, Brent. <laughs> the wheel. Here we go. All right, Brent, this week we've added a couple real winners to the uh, wheel here. I got Bally Astrocade as the new piece. Okay. And the Retro Rewind piece is the Game Boy, the original Game Boy, Brent. So we got a, we got a stack, we got a loaded wheel here today. Let me position this the cunning, clever way. All right, what are you what are you rooting for, Brent? As you look at Fairchild F eight. Okay, the F eight. Well, that might be interesting. Here we go. It's a good good spin here. Let's get it right up in there. And the winner is. Oh no, it's the high score challenge, Brent. Brent explained. What in God's name the high score challenge is? Because I don't even know on this one. Well, this is a this is a community wide participation event. Aaron, we must decide right now what the high score game is going to be. Okay, and then what happens after we decide that? We are going to play that game and offer to challenge the community to see if we can beat their high score. Shouldn't we place it that we're good at already? Otherwise, we'll be humiliated in the public eye. Well, go ahead and throw a game out, and then I'll throw a game out, and then we'll talk about which one we're going to pick. I think I speak for everyone when I say that the high score challenge should, nay, must be bar games. Which put it right in there, Brett. Two weeks of bar games in a row. No. That, <laughs> I knew that would fly. <laughs> I'm thinking Popeye for the arcade. Popeye? Why that one? Why not? Let's each why don't we each pick a game? That way we could that way we could still do a shtick on it while we're while we're, because otherwise we just could show up and be like, here's the high score, and there's not much of a show behind it. All right. I'm <laughs> gonna look at Popeye, the so arcade we're, we're, release of Popeye. We're gonna announce it right now, are yeah, we? Yeah, right now. Pop it out, Aaron. High score game. Go, go, go. You're okay. taking too long. Well, can I give me a second? My God, you stop talking. Let me think, for God's sake. Popeye. Okay, you know, uh uh, I'm going to pick. Uh, uh, do we? Does it have to be an arcade game, Brent? You you're can not pick talking. You want? Well, I mean, don't fall asleep. I got to think of something. Well, you're, you're taking pretty- so long. I fell asleep. Okay, fine. I'm going to pick. Um, I'm trying to think of something we haven't co- we haven't done. Well, preferably uh, something that has a score. What about Gyrus? Gyr the arcade version of Gyrus. No, okay. I take that back. Since we played it on, no, I'm not going to, the Atari 2600 version of Gyrus. That's the one I'm picking right there. Okay. So, everyone out there in the community listening at home or possibly watching live, we want to see your high scores of the arcade version of Popeye and the 2600 version of Gyrus. You can send your scores to Presents at mail.com just uh slap in a a nice little screenshot there you don't have to record it all on any of that garbage just a nice screenshot at the end i think we should also accept uh people at discord doing it absolutely everybody yeah Yeah. listen these you know these uh 
ask the audience things are always death. <laughs> so we're hoping, we're depending on your kind mercy to show up with some high score action. But hey, destroy us. We're begging to be destroyed uh, on these games. Although I, I think I'm going to destroy Brett at both these because I'm better than uh, him at both these games. But, uh, uh, you know, someone in the audience might be able to give me a run. Probably not, though. So, <clears throat> there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll compile all the high scores. The uh, cutoff will be Saturday at midnight. You have to have your score in by then. And then we'll pile up all those high scores and announce the winner on the show next week. And we will talk about Popeye in the arcade and Gyrus for the 2600. That's a motley crew indeed right there. Hey, listen, we want to uh, tell everyone before we call this thing off, we hope everyone has a, a lovely holiday uh, this coming week uh, if you celebrate these. And if not, just have a good week. Uh, we will be back uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Now, Brent, I should mention that we've got a special show coming up on the 23rd, Brent. It will be uh, the, the, the streams will cross, and we will have uh, quite an event where the people from ARG, that's me and you, the people from Amigos, that's me and the boat, our buddies from Pixel Guidan, which is Eric, Cody, and Sanction, and, of course, our buddy Jack Flack. We're all going to get together for one mammoth show. It'll be a mammoth holiday episode of, I guess I guess we'll call it Amigos, but it's more just like everybody. And it should be a happening. Again, we'll be filming that live uh, on the 23rd of December. It should be interesting. It should be a lot of fun, Brent, and I'm looking forward to it. On that exciting, well-organized note, we'll take this thing to the house while the getting's good. Thanks for joining us this week. Have a safe holiday. Until next week. Cheers, folks. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Hello to our YouTube subscribers and our Twitch followers. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and Bartbit for an amazing closing theme. Want to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Graham, W. Vetke, Rolo, Mola Hope, Anthony Jarvis, Harry Howard, Gary Heather, John Schaller, The Slow Morris, Frodo NL, Steve Rathmason, Bernhard Lucas, Chris Foles, Mitsuyama, Jason Warns, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Dave Velociraptor, Retroology, Hermski, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mr. B. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay, too. You can help us out by leaving us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Email it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT on Twitch. Hope to see you there. <laughs>